We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's Friday, it is August 23rd, it's 2019, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Luckily, it's 13 games and not Friday the 13th. Um, I'm joined by my good buddy, Derek Notorious. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, I like your hat a lot better than mine. Um, I'm actually looking for, you know the Brooks Kepka hat with all the flowers on it? I'm trying to find that, but it's sold out everywhere. Oh, man. You know, I have... Probably 20 minor league baseball hats, if not 30 or 40. Like, <laughs> my, my minor league baseball hat collection continues to grow. I, I What's the, the worst thing is, like, when we're doing um, Grinders Live, I'll be, in, I'll be in chat and, like, people will see the hat and they're like, hey, have you seen this hat? And, like, that's the worst because, like, <laughs> usually the hat's really cool. So, um, that happened to me the other day. I was doing a show with Dean. It was on Tuesday and somebody posted in chat and I bought a hat. So, my wife hates it. You know, she's like, you know, we have all this baby stuff to buy. Like, <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, I could have went in and I didn't even realize the hat you're wearing. I could have went and got my blue one, man. Um, good times. Oh, Remember yeah. that was oh, yeah. fun. So, uh, yeah. if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Check out the sponsor of the podcast. Um, love what they're doing over there at Fantasy Draft with Rake Free. Um, I keep saying it. I'm, I'm excited to play football over there. I, I haven't really got to play a lot of baseball over there because it's really hard with a kid to play on more than two sites. So really excited to play baseball or football over there. They have their million-dollar Hooters kickoff for week one, $20 buy-in, rake-free. Um, so you can put up to 150 entries into that tournament, and the um, payouts are pretty solid. You know, 100000 to first, 60000 to second, 40000 to third. 
it's going to pay out um, 10,000 spots. So, you know, nice 20% flat payout rate there. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. They got their free roll going on right now um, for the NFL kickoff. Hopefully you guys got into that. We talked about it yesterday on the, on the show. So um, yeah, let's jump in. We got a lot to cover here with um, 13 games and um, you know, we get started with Tampa at Baltimore. Trevor Richards against Ty Blocked. Um, any interest here in Trevor Richards? You know, it's a good matchup. Uh, last time we saw him, I think he came out of the bullpen, right? Um, so they uh, might uh, – maybe uh, not. I think he was – yeah, he had an opener. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, so we'll see if he has an opener again today. I kind of prefer it um, just because, you know, maybe they build the lead here. Then he comes in and faces the bottom of the order instead of uh, the very top. But, uh, you know, he's always been a reverse splits guy. Um, probably going to be facing quite a few lefties in the Baltimore lineup, which I like. It's a negative ballpark shift, but uh, I like the strikeout rate. Um, so, yeah, at 7,400, I think he's viable. 5,800 on FanDuel is certainly interesting, but um, certainly not a guy that we want to look to for our SP1. So I have a little bit, but probably not a ton. That's kind of where I'm at. I think he's okay. I don't think he's like a lock and load play. If this game was in Miami or in Tampa, sorry, if this game was in Tampa, I'd probably have more interest in him than facing Baltimore in Baltimore. But you know, there's some strikeouts in the middle of this lineup. Nunez, VR, Stewart, uh, Wilkerson, all those guys have strikeout rates that are pretty high, so um, don't mind it. You know, the other side of this game, Ty Blotch. I like left-handed pitching against um, Tampa, but I'm not playing a bad lefty against Tampa. He's, he's, he's pretty bad. Yeah, not as bad as his 12.06 ERA, but pretty bad. Uh, nearly as many walks as strikeouts and uh, bad ballpark as well, so he's a pretty easy fade. Uh, what are we looking at here for the Tampa Bats? Yeah, all the righties in play. Um, and if you want to fully stack them, you can certainly play Meadows because uh, Block hasn't been very good against lefties last year or this year. Uh, but the righty power is where I'm looking at. This ballpark plays up right-handed power. So I like Pham. I like Darno, uh, Jesus Aguiar, if he ends up being in the lineup. Typically a cheap first baseman that you can look at. Matt Duffy has been really cheap across the industry. Hasn't been very good so far this season. But if he's bad in fifth, then he's like uh, – you know, really cheap. I certainly think you look at him as well. So uh, this is probably going to be one of the cheaper stacks available, and I expect it to garner quite a bit of ownership. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting stack. You know, you mentioned some of the cheap guys. Uh, really like Matt Duffy as well. He has been struggling, but we know looking back at last year uh, and years past, he, you know, he has been good against left-handed pitching, and, and Ty Blotch is just not going to really overpower anybody in this game. So Fam is really expensive at 51, but and Sogard is really expensive. But outside of that, when you start building the stack, it's it's pretty affordable. So certainly looking at some Tampa bats here against Blatch, who's been really really bad. Um, any interest in the Baltimore bats here against Richards? If you're making a single lineup, I probably wouldn't end up with any uh, Baltimore bats. But if Trevor Richards ends up being pretty popular, then I suppose you could look at a couple guys for leverage in tournaments. You know, Trey Mancini's got some right-handed power. Uh, Reynaldo Nunez as well. We know uh, throughout his career, Trevor Richards has struggled against right-handed power. So if you want to look at those guys, I don't hate them, but I probably won't get there myself. Yeah, Nunez and Mancini would be the two guys that I'd probably play in this spot. You know, they're they have power against both sides of the plate or the mound, I guess. Um, so. You know, VR is interesting, but 5,200 for VR seems ridiculously high. Um, so, you know, I, I can pay 49 for Mancini. I can pay 46 for Nunez and be okay with it. I know Santander's, you know, pretty cheap. Wilkerson's pretty cheap. And Smith Jr. is pretty cheap. So, 
I don't hate those guys. I just I, I don't honestly I just don't love them here. Um, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. We got Anthony Descalfani against Mitch Keller. It's a pick'em game, nine total. Um, any interest here in Descalfani? Well, typically the Pirates would roll out a left-handed heavy lineup, but I'm looking at their projected lineup has five righties in it. If that ends up being the case, then I will have some interest in Descalfani. This is the cheapest he's been in quite some time. 27% K rate against righties this season held him to a 275x woba. Um, against lefties, he's obviously struggled. But um, if the Pittsburgh Pirates end up, uh, you know, having more righties than lefties, then I think I'll have a little bit of interest. Yeah, you talked about it. Like if, you know, 265 Woba to righties, uh, 386 Woba to lefties. He has a 2.48 home run per nine to lefties this season. So you really want the lefties to be out of the lineup if you're going to target Descafani. He's all about the lineup. Like, you know, it's hard to do the night before on him because, you know, it really just depends on what we're looking at here. Uh, Mitch Keller on the other side of this game. You know, he, he's kind of struggled with righties, giving up a lot of hard contact. Um, you know, he is getting a little bit babbit, you know, but it's only been 13 innings. And, you know, even his numbers against lefties aren't great. I think there's going to be better pitchers on this slate, but he's 6,800. Like, you know, you have to kind of respect the price tag a little bit because he is a talented young kid, and this is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like him quite a bit. Um, you mentioned he's talented, uh, top pitching prospect for the Pirates. Really good numbers in the minors. He's struggled so far in the majors, but uh, he's pitching at home, which helps. He's pitching against the Reds, which helps. Their projected lineup has a 281 x Woba with the 26% uh, strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. So I uh, can't ask for a better matchup uh, at home. Uh, he's getting some respect from the odds makers. This game is basically set as a pickup. So I do like uh, Keller quite a bit. It's just going to be an ownership play for me. Yep, going to have to check that ownership for sure. Like, both these pitchers are really cheap. And, you know, when you're looking at it, you don't really love the bats here. Like, when you're looking at Cincinnati, like, what do you love here? Like, you know, Aquino just keeps hitting home runs. So, like, he's interesting. But, like, I don't love Cincy in this spot. Yeah, me neither. Uh, bad ballpark. Uh, I was playing Van Meter for quite a while, but he's 4,100 now. So, uh, don't really want to play him at this price. Galvis has been swinging a hot bat, but he's 4,300. Uh, Kino is probably the guy that I would use as a one-off target, but I uh, don't really love the spot for him either, given the fact that it is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, you know, with Votto hurt, this lineup kind of weak, and I know Votto is not anything to be scared of, but, you know, he puts the ball in play a lot. So, you know, more more reasons to like Mitch Keller here. Uh, as far as Pittsburgh goes, I think you could target really any of these lefties that you want. Like, if Bell and Moran are in there, they're probably my two favorite. If Frazier draws the start batting leadoff, like he's cheap across the industry at 3,900 on DraftKings, Moran's cheap. Like, I don't mind getting like two, maybe even three of these Pittsburgh bats with Descalfani giving up so many home runs to lefties this year. Yeah, it's one of those situations where you could play Descalfani and the Pirates uh, just in separate lineups uh, if you're building more than one because the lefties um, are in a really good spot. You mentioned uh, his struggles against power, 2.48 home run per nine, 267 ISO allowed this season. So Frazier, Reynolds, Bell, and Moran are going to be your top targets here. Atlanta at New York facing the Mets. We got uh, Fulton against Jacob DeGrom. DeGrom's a 180 favorite here. Um, which Fulton shows up in this game, Derek? Do you know? Do you have an inside <laughs> track? Yeah, I wish I knew. Um, you know, the Mets lineup's a little bit watered down right now. Uh, no Cano and no Jeff McNeil. They've been pretty good recently, even without those guys. But uh, if you look at like their season average numbers, not great against righties. Uh, their projected lineup, 313 next Woba uh, with the 22% K rate against righties. 
So there's certainly some upside for Fulte. Um, he's only 6,900. Uh, he's just kind of in the same boat as other guys we've talked about. I think he's fine, but not a guy that I'm looking to force into my lineups. Yeah, I think he's okay at 6,900. I, I certainly have interest, as, like especially if Mitch Keller becomes like ultra chalk in this spot, then I like I have a ton of interest in, in Fulte. So, you know, it's really like it's kind of a ballpark upgrade here going into New York facing the Mets. Um, you know, it's going to be probably one of the lower scoring games on the slate. So Jacob DeGrom on the other side, you know, we don't like to target pitchers against Atlanta. You look at down this lineup, you know, they have, you know, five guys with ISOs over 200 against right-handed pitching this season. Um, what are we doing here with the GOAT? Yeah, it's hard not to like him. I know the matchup's tough, but he's at home. It's a good ballpark. Uh, if you look at the Braves lineup, I mean, it's not as good as it was earlier in the year. They got Joyce, Hechevarria, Ortega, um, just a couple guys that, you know, aren't you aren't too worried about. So as long as he can get through the top of the order, I certainly think he's viable. Look at the other aces in the slate. You got Lance Lynn uh, on the road against the White Sox, which is interesting. Barrios at home against the Tigers, which is interesting. But they both seem a little expensive, and DeGrom feels priced about right. So, um, probably going to be an ownership play. I think he's certainly viable in all formats and um, just going to depend on roster construction, whether I end up uh, forcing him in or not. Yeah. Um, the issue that I have with DeGrom today is Lance Lynn is cheaper facing the White Sox and Barrios is cheaper facing Detroit. Like we have other options to pay up for on this slate up towards the top. So it's kind of an interesting slate when it comes to pitching. I think that, you know, you can kind of play the ownership game if you want to, but I think all these guys are very much in play. Um, DeGrom, he's just so good. You know, any matchup that he gets, you know, you're not too concerned with it. You know, he, he's he's put up over, you know, 20 fantasy points in eight of his last 10 starts. Like, we, we know what we're getting from Jacob DeGrom. He's going to go out and get strikeouts. He's probably going to give up a couple home runs in the process. Uh, do you like any Atlanta bats here? I do not. Freddie Freeman seems to show up in these tough matchups and hit home runs, but I, uh, I'm not going out of my way to play him in a big slate like this. So I will be fading the Braves. All right. Um, I'm with you. I don't like, you know, free money Freddie is always in play if you want to do it. Um, I was just looking really quick. Like, he got a little bit of a price decrease. You're not paying like full price for him. I know he's facing the Grom, but, you know, he's 4700 He's still expensive. It's not like he's super cheap, but. You know, it's certainly interesting. Um, and, and then as far as the Mets go, like I, I think you can potentially look at like a Conforto, maybe an Alonzo. We know Fulte gives up home runs. Like, you know, you want the power bats. And when you look at the Mets lineup, there, there's two of them. And you know, those are the two guys that I would probably take a shot on. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, if you look at any projection model, you're going to see Joe Panic rating out as one of the better value plays. But he's just not a power bat. Um, and I saw under .1 on the season. So, I definitely agree with you. I like Alonzo. I like Conforto. Probably better tournament plays than cash game options. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. All right. Cruising right along here. Uh, Royals and Indians. Jacob Junis against Zach Plesic. Plesic is a 186 favorite in this nine total. Do you have any interest here in um, Jacob Junis? Uh, I do not. Uh, Cleveland, one of the tougher matchups on the board, um, especially now that they, you know, acquired a couple guys. Uh, they don't strike out that often. They hit the ball hard. They have a 341 average uh, ex-WOBA against right-handed pitching. So really tough spot for Junis. He's a guy that gives up a lot of power. This ballpark plays up lefty power, and, you know, the Indians have a lot of that. Yeah, I think that's 
pretty much everything that I was going to say, you just, you summed it up. So um, for me, I, I don't have, you know, really any interest in Junis either. You know, the other side of this game, Plezik, I, the thing is like, he's 7,200. He's not too expensive. He's a big favorite here against Kansas city. I don't like playing the guy. Like, you know, when we look at his advanced numbers, they're not, nothing to be like super excited about anytime your XFIP is higher than your ERA. Like, and, and like, there's massive like stuff, like massive underlining numbers, screaming regression against lefties for Plezik. But he's facing the Royals. Like, do you have interest here at seventy two hundred? Uh, all these guys in this price range are probably going to be ownership plays for me. We've talked about a few already that are in pretty good spots. And uh, there's a couple more that we're going to talk about. Um, so it's just going to come down to ownership. I don't really love the spot for Plezak. I know it's a good matchup, but, I mean, the KC does have a lot of lefties. Um, he's been good against lefties, but at the same time, you mentioned, uh, could have some regression coming. So I, I don't really know what to expect from Plezak here. Uh, I probably won't get there. Uh, I probably would rather chase the strikeout upside of a Keller or a Vince Velasquez who we'll get to. So uh, we'll see on Plezak. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like when I'm looking at these numbers and I'm I'm seeing like a 2.62 ERA and a 5.10 um, xFIP against lefties, yeah, <laughs> it just it just seems yeah. regression. Like you know, he only has an 18% soft contact rate, a 2.02 BABIP. Now, could he run on the right side of BABIP again? Sure. Um, you know that can always happen. So he's 7,200. You know, I think you nailed it. Like which which of these guys are cheaper or not cheaper, lower owned? Um, so. Uh, let's talk bats here. Anything kind of standing out to you against him um, for Kansas City? So, please, I kind of struggled with right-handed power, 231 ISO allowed, 1.90 home run per nine so far this season. 15 starts, so a decent sample size. Sort of look at Solaire, Dozier. I certainly don't hate it. Um, not going to be forcing him in by any means. Ryan O'Hearn continues to be free across the industry, continues to go over five every single night. Um, but he continues to rate out well in projection models just because he gets good matchups. And uh, the ballpark does play up left-handed power. We saw him last year. He was actually really good um, in, you know, a short stint in the majors. So if you want to look at him for a cheap salary saver, I don't hate it. But he has been ice cold. Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, Dozier, Solaire, um, Merrifield, they're just so expensive in this matchup where – yeah, I could see some regression happen to Plezik, but with these guys just so expensive on a 13-game slate, I just – I don't see myself going there. Um, what are we looking at when it comes to the other side of this game, the Cleveland bats? Yeah, I like Cleveland quite a bit. Um, they are a little expensive, but if Craig Allen ends up batting second again, that helps uh, achieving the stack a little bit. He's only 3,800 on DraftKings, but usual suspects are in play here. Lindor. Santana, Puig, Jose Ramirez all have really good numbers against right-handed pitching. Um, and each of the first six batters in their projected lineup has an ISO of at least 200. You know, they uh, have a decent amount of power, a decent amount of speed. It's just one of those stacks that I like to get to uh, when I can. Yeah, I don't mind Framil. Um, if he's in the lineup, he's 3,800. Junis has a 1.6 home run per nine to righties this season. So there are there, – there's some upside here, you know, for the righties as well. So don't forget about, like, a Framil or – Kipnis is cheap. Like you can play some of these top end Cleveland bats and then get some of these cheaper ones to make your stack work a little easier um, when you're doing it today. Philadelphia at Miami. We got a nine total here. Vincent Velasquez um, against Noisy, Hector Noisy. Um, 
Velasquez is a 176 favorite. We love pitchers against the Marlins. You know, it's no secret by this time of the year, we've been playing pitchers against the Marlins all year. Vincent Velasquez, 7,800 going into Miami, getting a ballpark upgrade. <sighs> he struggled against them in his last time he faced them. Do you weigh that or do you just say, hey, it's Vincent Velasquez, it's Miami, we're playing it? Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, he's made three starts against them this season, averaging 15. So, uh, if he struggled in his last one, he obviously did uh, a lot better against them in the first two starts. Uh, but if you look at his, like, season-long numbers, I mean, they look pretty good, 25% K rate. Um, you know, he's a fly ball pitcher, so this ballpark should help with that. But then you look at his game logs, and he just doesn't have a ton of upside. It's kind of weird. And then you look at some of these bad pitchers with, like, 15% K rates, and you look at their game logs, and they have uh, some pretty high – fantasy outings uh, it's just kind of weird when you look at you know the season-long numbers compare them to game logs but I will be going to Velasquez I like the price point I obviously like the matchup um, he does have a 26 percent K rate against righties going to be facing a bunch of them tonight in a great ballpark so yeah I'll definitely go there and he'll probably put up like 13. <laughs> the only good thing like the another thing that you can mention here for Velasquez is he's a fly ball guy which should definitely be helped a little bit by this ballpark so where a warning track shot here would be probably a home run in Philadelphia. So um, I, I like him here. I, I do um, plenty of strikeout ability against all these righties. Um, and, you know, like I said, his biggest issue is home runs. So hopefully that can be helped here. And, you know, the other thing that we kind of have to like here is he's typically a guy that will throw over 100 pitches. So if he's pitching well, we're getting over 100 pitches for 7,800 against Miami. Um the other side of this game, Hector Noesi, um, everything we've seen from him so far has not been very good. Yeah, not very, not been very good. The Phillies are fighting for, you know, uh, the playoffs right now. And if you look at the line of this game, I mean, he's a pretty big underdog. Phillies minus 160 favorites, total set at nine. So uh, we don't see very many uh, totals in this ballpark with a nine. Um, so I will be passing on Noesi. Yeah, like Philly – you know, outside of Harper and Real Muto, like Dickerson's 44, um, Hoskins is 42, Gene Segura is 42. Like, I know this game's in Miami. I, I get it. But there's still runs to be had here against this kid. And I think that we could look at some of these Philly bats at these price points. Yeah, for sure. Small sample, but he's uh, given up a lot of power to both sides of the plate. So I like the guys that you mentioned, um, you know, Hoskins, Romito, Dickerson, Segura, all pretty cheap. And then Bryce Harper's just been red hot. So anytime he gets going at the plate, I don't mind paying a bit of a premium for him, especially if it comes at an ownership discount. So probably won't be stacking the Phillies, but I do think you can do some mini stacks some one-offs and uh, get your exposure to Phillies that way. Yeah, they might be one of those teams you end up on like a three-man on the back end of your five-man. So they're cheap. Like, I, I really like uh, Corey Dickerson here. Um, the other side of this game, any of the Miami bats that you want to play here? Yeah, I haven't played Miami for quite a while. Probably not going to start tonight. Uh, big slate, and it's in Miami. So, yeah, no thanks for me. Yeah, like, Anderson's a little interesting if he's cheap on one of your sites. Like, if you're playing on maybe a FanDuel or Yahoo and he's cheaper. But 43 on, on DraftKings, I really don't want to play him at that price point. He's been the – one bright spot when it comes to Miami as far as against right-handed pitching. So yeah, maybe Diaz if you need the value. Yeah. You know, anytime you end up on one of those cheap guys, you're, you're, you know what you're getting, you're getting a zero and you get anything else besides a zero. You're happy. 
Um, <laughs> Texas at Chicago, nine total Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease. Um, Lynn's a 140 favorite here. I thought the, the favorite, like the line in this game is a little interesting. You know, it is a lot of respect for the young pitcher on the other side of this game. But, you know, we know how much this team strikes out. We know Lance Lynn, 34.7% K rate um, against righties this season, 203 against lefties. Like, if we're paying up, like, you know, he's another guy you throw in the, the mix up there at the top. Yeah, for sure. You got uh, some tough decisions for your SB1 tonight. You can go DeGrom at home in a tough matchup. You can go with Berrios at home in a good matchup or Lynn on the road in a really good matchup. I haven't played him a ton this year. Uh, I keep writing him up as like a solid option, but he seems to just have tough matchups every single time he takes the mound. So now that he has a good matchup, I'll probably end up getting on him. Uh, you mentioned the 35% K rate against righties. Been really good against lefties as well. The K rate's not as high, but he still held him to a 294 X over 127 ISO. Not a lot of uh, power in this White Sox lineup uh, that does have a 26% K rate against righties. So lots of like for a Lynn tonight. Yeah, 25.2% K rate in the projected lineup for this team. It's just like, hello. Um, you know, Dylan sees on the other side of this game. He's another guy. Like we were talking about Mitch Keller. Like Dylan sees is a, a talented top prospect in this organization really hasn't translated at all. He doesn't really have an out pitch against lefties, and it's really starting to bug him. But, you know, this is a spot that I kind of worry about him too. Like, they have, you know, left-handed bats in this lineup. You got Calhoun, you got Odor, Chu, like Mazzara. You know, they have enough lefties in this lineup that I'm a little concerned. And, you know, even if Danny Santana's back and he's playing, like, I know Mazzara's out. I know I mentioned him, but he's out. Um... They, I think they have enough lefties. Unless this lineup comes out right-handed heavy, I don't really have a ton of interest with all these pitchers that we have in this range today. Yeah, I agree with you. Until he proves it at the major league level, I'll probably just take a wait-and-see approach. If I'm choosing one of those cheap uh, young pitchers, I'll definitely go with Mitch Keller, you know, better ballpark, uh, and he's got a better matchup against the Reds. So I agree with you. Um, as far as the bats go here, you know, I, I really don't hate any of the Texas lefties. Like, you know, it's tough to see – what they're going to be doing with the lineup. But, you know, we just got them talking about Dylan sees has struggled a lot with, you know, striking lefties out. So I don't mind any of the lefties that crack the lineup here. And honestly, they're not too expensive outside of Calhoun, who's 4,800. Yeah. Calhoun and Santana is kind of expensive too, but a really good spot for them. They're on the road. So they get those guaranteed ninth inning at bats. It's a pretty good ballpark. Chu, Santana, Calhoun, Odor, all bad from the left side. They all have an ISO of at least 200 against right-handed pitching. So, yeah, uh, picking on a young pitcher, I certainly don't mind that in tournaments. Yeah, and I don't hate Nick Solek either. Um, this kid, very talented prospect, so I, I don't mind him. Um, he's still under 4K. He's, his price is going to rise. Like, when we do the podcast on Monday, he's, he'll be over 4K. Um, any interest here in any of the White Sox bats going up against Lance Lynn? Uh, no, no interest for me. I mean, Jose Abreu has been pretty good uh, over the last couple of weeks. Moncada's back. Uh, which is, you know, gives him a good left-handed bat. But he's just been so tough on batters from both sides of the plate. Held him under a 300 x Woba, under a 160 ISO. Um, doesn't give him up a lot of home runs either. So I will be uh, avoiding the White Sox for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. you know, if Moncada was cheaper, like I know he's only 4,400 and that seems like a nice discount, but if he was a little cheaper here, I, I think I could take a shot, but I, I can't do it. Angels and Astros, nine and a half total here. Jose Suarez against Zach Granke. Granke, a minus 310 favorite. You know, I I don't want to spend too much time here, but when we look at Suarez, you know, 431 Woba, 
18% K rate, a 3.28 home run per nine against righties. Like, he's allowed 13 home runs to righties in 35 innings. Like, he's facing a very right-handed heavy team with a lot of power. I think I, I think we can sum it up on passing on Suarez today. Yeah, good luck, Suarez. Now you're going <laughs> to need it. Um, you know, Granky on the other side. What are we doing with Zach Granky here going up against the Angels? Uh, I don't love the matchup. Uh, the Angels do strike out at a little bit higher rate than they did earlier in the year. Uh, if you look at the bottom of their lineup, uh, they do have some strikeouts. So it's a better matchup than it was earlier in the year. But um, if you're paying, well, I guess 8800 is not a bad price point. He is a really big favorite, probably going to get plenty of run support. Um, I don't hate the play. I'll probably end up going more of the uh, stars and scrubs approach at pitcher where you pay up for your first guy and then pay down for your second guy. So that mid-range is probably going to be lost. Uh, in my roster builds, but uh, I certainly don't hate the play at 8,800. Yeah, like, I, I was with you. I was like, oh, man, like, I'm not pr- playing Granky today. Pull up DK, 8,800. <laughs> oh, I guess, you know, maybe I will play Granky today. Like, the price tag is fantastic for the upside that we know Zach Granky has. I know it's not the best matchup in the world up against the Angels, but, you know, I, I think Granky is very much in play when we're looking at all the options under 9K. Like, he, he's certainly in the conversation. Like, I could see a Granky Velasquez build something along those lines and loading up with bats. So, um, bats here. Uh, do you like anything for the Angels? Not really. I could always get talked into Mike Trout as a one-off in tournaments, especially if you're building multiple lineups. So, you know, Tani's got plenty of power as well. But uh, bad ballpark on the road, bad matchup. Uh, Granky stuff on both lefties and righties doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Doesn't give up, up a lot of hard contact. So. I will not be uh, you know, looking to get too many angels in there. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, Granky Suarez has given up more home runs than Granky in a, in a shorter period of time. So, um, yeah, and then when we look at the Astros bats, I kind of already talked about it. Like, I, I really like the Astros uh, righties in this spot. You know, they've been a popular team, it feels like, all week, Derek. Like, it <laughs> seems like we've been playing this, this team all week, and they're priced up for the matchup today for sure. Yeah, popular team, and I've been uh, playing them pretty much every night except for last night uh, when they had their best outing of the week. Uh, so, obviously, I, I should have predicted that. But, yeah, Suarez gives up a lot of power to righties. So, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, they all have uh, plenty of power. Altuve's just been on fire over the last few weeks. Probably wouldn't uh, look to the lefties because it's going to be hard to stack all five of the top uh, batters here. They're all at least 5,200 on DraftKings, but – uh, I do like the righties. You can make a nice three-man stack and then, you know, maybe put in Chirinos at the bottom of the order. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Moving on. We got the Detroit Tigers, Minnesota Twins, eight-and-a-half total. Matt Boyd against Jose Barrios. Barrios, a uh, pretty big favorite here um, at home. Matt Boyd coming back from paternity list. Didn't really affect him, to be honest. You know, he got his normal five days, like, you have to think that it's going to be okay, but uh, do you like the matchup at all? Yeah, I probably shouldn't be on a pitch count or anything, so don't worry about the you know little O next to his name on DraftKings. But uh, don't love the matchup against the Twins, that's for sure. Um, they lead the majors in ISO. They lead the majors in home runs. Uh, he's facing them in Minnesota, and you know one of their best pitchers is on the mound in Barrios. So I don't love the spot for Boyd, and it's not like we're getting that big of a discount anyway, 9700 uh, Kind of steep in this slate. The only interest that I would have in Boyd if if I was playing a bunch of teams. Now I don't plan on playing a bunch of teams, but 
if we open up like projected ownership and Matt Boyd's like two percent, like he has one of the highest K rates on the sl- on the slate. So like we have to also consider that if you're playing a bunch of teams, like it's not a good matchup by any means. Um, he he should not pitch well here, but you never know. And if he's going to be three percent owned, that that's nice leverage on the field. Jose Barrios, if I'm not paying up for Jacob Degrom, it seems like a good spot for Barrios. He has been struggling recently. Like we we see these struggles with him from time to time, and you're like, why? Like why are you struggling in these spots? But you know, look at his last three matchups: Texas, Cleveland, Atlanta. Those aren't the three easiest matchups in the world. So. I don't want to hold that over his head. I want to load up on him here facing Detroit. Um, we know the upside is tremendously high here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's been better at home throughout his career. Uh, every season he's pitched in the majors, he's had much better splits at home. Uh, great matchup against Detroit. You know, if you just play every pitcher against them the rest of the year, you'll probably end up being pretty popular or pretty profitable. Uh, their projected lineup is just terrible at this point. 301 x by 27% carried against right-handed pitching. And it's just a good bounce back spot. So I really like Berrios uh, on DraftKings at 10K. And then on FanDuel, it just feels way too cheap at 8,800. Yeah, I didn't even realize he was that cheap on FanDuel. God, I love that price point. Um, honestly, I don't really love a lot of bats from this game. I'm definitely not playing anything on the Detroit side. Nothing really standing out to me over there. You know, Minnesota, I, you can make an argument anytime for stacking Minnesota. Um, you know, Sano, Cruz, Garver. All really good numbers against lefties this season. You know, Crone should be back in the lineup here. You can make an argument for it. I don't know if it's necessarily something I'd want to do. Maybe, like, his baby's been keeping him up. No sleep with the new baby. And, like, he comes out and gets rocked here. Detroit bullpen's bad. But, you know, we're not – they're not super expensive outside of Nelly. Like, you can make the stack. Like, what are your, like, interest levels on Minnesota here against Boyd? Yeah, depending on ownership, I probably will have some interest in a stack. Uh, if you look at Boyd, you know, he's not a guy that gets um, – that gives up a lot of, you know, power. Or Sorry, he's not a guy that gets just struggles in terms of his weight on base average, expo, but does have a high strikeout rate. But he's given up 16 home runs in his last 10 starts. Uh, that's the one thing he struggles with. We know the Twins, they lead the majors in home runs. Lineup just loaded with right-handed power. So the guys you mentioned, I uh, like Garver, I like Cruz. Uh, I think Sano's fine. Uh, probably not a full stack for me, but I do think you can look at these guys in tournaments. All right. We're going to keep moving on here. we got Arizona at Milwaukee, 10 total. Merrill Kelly against Jordan Lyles. Lyles a 157 or 156 favorite here. Um, any interest in Merrill Kelly? No, thank you. Uh, he really struggles against lefties. He really struggles on the road. And uh, he's going to be facing a lot of lefties, and he's going to be playing on the road in a hitter-friendly ballpark. So I will not be playing Merrill Kelly. 15.6% K rate, 46% hard hit rate against lefties this season for Merrill Kelly. The XFIP is about a run, run and a half higher than his ERA. His home run to fly ball ratio is 11%. That certainly helps when the roof is closed in Arizona. Guess what? Um, not going to help. Not going to help here in Milwaukee today. Uh, one of my favorite stacks on the slate is the Brewers going to pass on Merrill Kelly. Is Jordan Lyles a little interesting here? Like, we have a ton of options on this slate in this range. He's been really bad this season, but he's had like bright spot starts too. Like I don't think I'll play him today because there's so many people in this range that I'd rather play. But like, would you be shocked if you opened up like DK or FanDuel or fantasy draft today and like saw that Jordan Lyles is on the winning team? (laughs) 
Uh, maybe on FanDuel. On DraftKings, probably not. Um, I think he's a fine play, but I think you mentioned it. There's so many good options in this price range. You know, in a different slate at 7K, he would certainly be viable. Uh, and if you're building a bunch of lineups, I certainly think you can get some exposure to him. But um, he does struggle against lefties, 355X, well, but 288 ISO allowed this season. We know Milwaukee, uh, pretty hitter-friendly ballpark. And look at Arizona's lineup. I mean, they have uh, Dyson, Marte, Escobar, Peralta, Lamb. They can all bat from the left side. So uh, I'm a little bit worried about Lyles, even though you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him put up 25. Yeah, I'm not saying that I wouldn't target some bats against him. You kind of already talked about it, his numbers against lefties. He has a 2.21 home run per nine against lefties this season. we got plenty of upside here. Uh, what do you like here for Arizona? Yeah, pretty much, uh, you know, spoiled it with all the lefties I just mentioned, but um, the guys with some power. Um, you know, Dyson doesn't have a lot of power, so I probably wouldn't look at him, but he always seems underpriced on FanDuel for some reason. Um, but I would be more interested in the power bats, you know, Kettle Marte, Escobar, Peralta, they all have an ISO of at least 215 against right-handed pitching, uh, and that certainly helps playing in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, you know, I think David Peralta, 4,500, is really cheap. And like you mentioned, Dyson, usually cheap on FanDuel and Yahoo. um, Usually kind of flies under the radar over there. So definitely going to be looking at the lefties. And like I said, the Brewers are one of my favorite stacks on the slate. I think this is a lock and load spot for the, the Brew crew. Um, I, I don't like Merrill Kelly. I've, I've said it on this podcast many times. Like, I'm just waiting for those games where he blows up because I always have at least one stack against him. And, you know, this is a spot that he's coming off of a good game against San Francisco, and I hope that the Brewers aren't extremely popular here today. Yeah, they probably will be, especially if uh, Trent Grisham ends up batting leadoff because he's uh, been underpriced on DraftKings pretty much all year, 3,500. Uh, hasn't been getting the starts the last couple of days. I'm not sure you know, why they haven't been playing it. He what? Lorenzo Kane was one uh, of the reasons that Grisham was batting leadoff and playing every day. Kane's back. Okay. Well, they should still play Grisham over Kane. Kane hasn't been very good against right-handed pitching. Um, so if he's at the top of the order, I think it makes – the stack easier. It'll probably make it more popular as well. But if he's not, you still look at Grandal, Yelich, Moustakis. Um, I like him quite a bit. And you'd obviously complete the stack because if they get into um, Merrill Kelly early, then a uh, pretty good matchup against the Diamondbacks bullpen. Rockies and Cardinals, eight and a half total. Peter Lambert against Jack Flaherty. Flaherty, a 220 favorite here. Um, any interest in Peter Lambert? I do not. Um, you know, hasn't been great. I think he pitched well in his very first start of his major league career and has been pretty terrible ever since. Look at his last three starts. Sierra over 7.5, uh, 14% walk rate, 6% strikeout rate. So, yeah, good luck to him tonight in St. Louis. I know they've been bad against righties, but uh, this is a good spot for them to get going. Yeah, you you have to you have to like picking on Lambert. He's he's bad to both sides of the plate, like you mentioned, and his his away numbers aren't much better than his home numbers. So it's not just cores for him. Flaherty's ninety four hundred. You know he's a guy that we've been kind of paying up for as a as a stud recently. He's ninety four hundred here, getting the Rockies on the road. You have any interest here in Flaherty? I do. I know the Rockies have you know quite a few lefties in their lineup. Flaherty does struggle against left handed hitters, but. I mean, just look at his last few starts. Uh, he's had 25, 36, 33, 31, and 19 fantasy points over his last five. Um, he's just been really good against righties, 33% K rate. Uh, you do worry about, you know, Blackman and Murphy, but 
it's not like, you know, Murphy, Tapia, McMahon, they're not that scary. And if you look at the Rockies numbers on the road, they're bottom five in WRC plus, they're top 10 in strikeouts. So I think it's a really good spot for Flaherty and you're getting a nice discount on DraftKings. Um, as far as the Rockies bats, anything kind of standing out to you here? You could make a case for Blackman uh, as a leadoff, but, uh, you know, 5,300, it's hard to pay for that on the road, uh, you know, in St. Louis. I know Flaherty does struggle a bit against left-handed power, but I don't think I can get there. Yeah, I think you can make an argument for, like, a Daniel Murphy, too, um, under 4K. Probably more on fantasy draft where you can play multiple first basemen. So, I don't hate, like, a Daniel Murphy in the spot. Um, you know, you kind of already touched on the Cardinals. I, I think this uh, – I'm with you. Like, you, you know, you want this to be a let's get it going Cardinals spot. And the thing that you kind of have to like here about the Cardinals is Azuna's 4,900 and then the next highest price guy is Goldie and Edmund at 45. Like, it's not hard to make this stack work. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've been burned by the Cardinals enough. I probably won't end up uh, stacking them. But they're in a really good spot. You mentioned Lambert. Struggles with power from both sides of the plate. If you look at his, you know, advanced ex-woba numbers, um, his ex-iso, he's much worse against lefties, uh, which doesn't really bode well for a full stack given that most of their power bats from the right side. But I do like those guys, um, Ozuna, Goldschmidt, Fowler. I think they're all fine. Uh, I just don't know if I'll get to a full stack. Yeah, and the other thing that you got to kind of like here about, like, De Jong is he's more of a fly ball guy and Lambert's more of a ground ball guy. So it should should help him in this spot. Uh, Red Sox and Padres, Eduardo Rodriguez against Chris Paddock, eight and a half total here. It's a pick 'em game. Um, any interest in Eduardo Rodriguez? Yeah, a lot to like about uh, Rodriguez. You know, he's one of those guys, bad form, but he typically pitches deep into games. Um, he's got good numbers against both lefties and righties. He gets the positive park shift pitching in San Diego, gets to face the opposing pitcher rather than uh, the DH. So that's nice. The $9,200 price point is nice. Uh, there's a lot to like here. Uh, certainly no issues with him in any format. I know the form has been bad, but the Padres just strike out at such a high rate that I think uh, it's a pretty good spot for him. Yeah, like they, they obviously have a little bit better numbers against lefties and righties, but Tatis being out of this lineup, we keep talking about it all week. Um, it, it's, a, it's a certain downgrade for this lineup. So Eduardo's 9,200. Like, you know, you can build a couple of these, you know, 8K, 9K pitching lineups, and, you know, there's plenty of options today. Like, we're, we're not hurting on pitching today, so that means probably um, all the pitchers are going to get rocked in the slate or something weird. Um, Paddock on the other side, like, you know, another guy that is kind of interesting. Like, the Red Sox are losing the DH. Like, what are they going to do here? Like, are, you know, are they going to play JD at first base? Like, it, it will be really interesting to see – what the lineup looks like for Boston because Chris Paddock's been really, really good at home this season and he's 8,600. Yeah, he's been really good. High strikeout rate, low walk rate, um, a lot to lag the ballpark. But I just can't target pitchers against Boston. Um, I know they have a lot working against them. Even if, you know, J.D. Martinez gets the night off, I still don't think I can get there. Uh, Paddock's not a guy that's going to throw 100 pitches. I don't think he's top 97 in any of his last 10 starts. So, um, certainly a good price point. You can get there if you're building a bunch of lineups. But, um, yeah, it is tough. It's just one of those spots where you have a really good pitcher that's underpriced against a really good offense. And typically in these situations, I avoid both sides. Yeah, um, I, I hear you. It's like DraftKings today is like um, we're daring you to play Granky, <laughs> Paddock, or Paxton um, in their tough matchups. So, Red Sox bats, like – 
I, you can make a strong argument for Devers. He's one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. It's just he's 5,700. He's going to be really low on. I, I don't really go – I don't see myself going out of my way to play really anybody on the Red Sox today against Paddock. Yeah, uh, a lot working against them, like we mentioned. You know, no DH, uh, negative ballpark shift. They're not discounted um, on any site, really. You know, Mookie's 52, Devers 57. Uh, tough matchup against Paddock. So, yeah, if you look at Devers' game line, I mean, he's just been on fire. So, I wouldn't mind that as one-off, but I don't think uh, I'm looking to Boston very much tonight. Yeah, and, you know, the other side of this game, you know, I think you can always potentially look at Renfro or Machado against the lefty, but um, I don't want to go out of my way to stack the Padres here. Yeah, right there with you. Machado feels a little too cheap. So does Renfro, actually. 4100 for Machado on DraftKings, 4200 for Renfro. But Rodriguez is a guy that's been tough on righties. You know, held him to a 138 ISO last year, 143 ISO this year. Hard contact rate, under 29% in both seasons. So, uh, he's not a guy that gives up a lot of power, and that's really you know, the only reason we're targeting anyone from San Diego is the power. So, um, yeah, kind of right there with you. Yankees and Dodgers, eight and a half total. James Paxton against um, Ryu. Ryu is a one sixty favorite here. Um, any interest in Paxton? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with Paxton. You know, we know the talents there. Uh, gets a positive park shift. Gets the face of opposing pitcher. Kind of the same thing that we're saying for Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, the Dodgers aren't as good as left against lefties as they are against righties. Uh, strikeout at a little bit higher rate, but it's still a tough matchup. Um, I don't really know. I want to get your take on him because I'm kind of on the fence with Paxton. I think he's a good large field tournament play. He's 9K. We know that he can go out and pitch, you know, 100-plus pitches. We know he can put up 30. Um, and, and he's been in a lot better form recently, like, faced the Indians in his last time out and Cleveland just doesn't strike out against left-handed pitching. So it's really tough to judge that matchup. They, they are such a pain. They, they walk, they, they, you know, work counts. So Paxton's nine K he has plenty of upside. I have no issues with taking a shot on Paxton and, and like even Ryu on the other side of this game. I know the Yankees are a really good team. If Ryu was the same price as Paxton, I think I would take a shot on Ryu too, but 10-2 for Ryu when I have the same upside in the same game facing just as tough of offense, like it's tough to play Ryu over like a Paxton or a Granky who are much cheaper. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Paxton, Granky, you mentioned Flaherty's in a good spot. Barrios against the Tigers, DeGrom, Lance Lynn. There's just so many options that you really want to feel good about your pitcher. And I just don't know if I can do that. Um, you know, with Ryu, I know he's been very good against righties. I know, you know, he doesn't walk anybody, but he can still get into trouble uh, against the Yankees. You know, they have enough power uh, for any ballpark, really. So, I think he's fine, but probably not a guy that I look to. Yeah, and the other thing that, like, is a little worrisome with Ryu is, like, the strikeout numbers have been way down recently. So, like, that's another thing that I'm a little worried about when I'm paying, you know, 10-2 for a guy. So, um any of the bats here for the Yankees that you like? I don't want to play any of them, but Aaron Judge is still 3,900 on DraftKings. Um, monster numbers against lefties, 461 x 12 258 ISO. I know it's a bad ballpark. I know it's a bad matchup, but I will always play him under 4K against a lefty. Fair enough. Um, I get it. <laughs> it's just, 
you know, where where is the power going for Aaron Judge? It's it's like strikeout city right now. Are we sure that's not Stanton that's in there? <laughs> Judge? Like, <laughs> um, I will say Torres too. He's forty four. Sanchez is forty two. I wouldn't stack them, but any of those three guys, if you want to play them as one offs, like I, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Um, and then when we look at the Dodgers. I know Will Smith is expensive, but he's been absolutely crushing lefties. Um, I don't think I could pay 5K for him, but, you know, he's kind of interesting. But I think the guy you you have to have some interest in here for the Dodgers is is Justin Turner at 4,400. Yeah, Turner's the guy that just never gets played for whatever reason. I know he plays uh, third base. It's a deep position, but nobody ever plays him, even when he's facing lefties. Um, He's just as good against righties almost this season, but 262 ISO. And I don't mind A.J. Pollock either. Um, if he ends up batting leadoff, he's only 4,100. So uh, we've seen Paxton get blown up a few times this season. We know he's incredibly talented. But when things go wrong, they typically go really wrong. And the Dodgers are an offense that could take advantage of that. All right. Um, last one on the slate. We got Toronto at Seattle, nine and a half total. We got Trent Thornton against Justice. Um, Sheffield, pick him game. Any interest here in Thornton? Not really. Uh, I like the matchup for sure. You know, with Seattle's the team we've been picking on, but they've been a little bit better offensively over the last couple of weeks. Um, they've ruined a number of my lineups <laughs> single-handedly. But uh, Thornton, I mean, he's 6,200. The price point's fine. The strikeout rate's decent. But they do uh, have a lot of lefties in their lineup, and that's kind of the side of the plate that he does struggle with. 328 x allowed, 217 ISO. Um, this game does have a pretty high total of nine and a half runs. Yeah, um, a slight interest in Thornton. Just if, if he comes in at low ownership and he's facing Seattle, the upside's there. Like if, you know, this game's in Seattle too, so he's getting the ballpark bump. Um, it would all just depend on like projected ownership for Thornton with all these other guys in this price range. Like if – like I think he's interesting. Like let's say Mitch Keller, we open it up and he's like 25% uh, projected ownership at, at home. And th- that's where I would start getting a little interest in Thornton um, if he comes in at like 5 to 10%. Sheffield, you know, we've seen Sheffield, you know, he's a talented young prospect. He has K stuff, but his biggest issue is every time they move him up a level, um, whether it be from double A to triple A or triple A to the majors, or, you know, this time it's going from double A to the majors. Like he just walks people. Um, and, and it's kind of like a catch 22, right, Derek? Like we have a pitcher that walks a lot of guys and we have a young Toronto Blue Jays team that are all free swingers. They're all very young it's – I don't think I'll play Sheffield here, and it's just more of I, I can't really trust him to go deep in the game because they want him for the bullpen. And two, uh, the walks are just the biggest issue for me. Yeah, I think uh, he's talented, like you mentioned, good numbers at the double-A level, but uh, the walks do scare me for sure. Um, at the at the triple-A level, 18% K rate, 16% walk rate. So K minus walk percentage of only 2%, uh, which is one of the worst of the – entire slate and yeah it's just tough you know we know toronto's got a lot of young talent so uh, i get it 5700 is enticing but i'm not gonna go there the ballpark the the matchups with the young swingers here uh, like i I get it um toronto bats what are we looking at here for toronto yeah don't mind targeting any of the righties um we're not getting huge discounts on bichette but yeah, Vlad Guerrero at 4K. Uh, Gritchick has been better over the last couple months. He's at 3,800. If Chaos Hernandez gets the start, bats in a decent spot. He's only 3,700. So if you want to look to this offense for some cheap bats, I know it's not a great ballpark, but uh, they certainly have plenty of upside. Um, you mentioned the walks with Sheffield, and 
if they get to him early, don't mind uh, going up against that bullpen. So do like Toronto probably more than the field is going to be on. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with you. Like, you know, Bo Bichette, 4,600 seems like a lot, but we look at his game log and like 4,600 for a guy that just keeps producing. I think he's certainly okay. Uh, you mentioned Vlad. If Vlad gets a hold of it, he's going to hit it out of anywhere. I'm not worried about the ballpark with him. So, you know, at 4K, I don't mind some of these cheap bats. Like, I'm kind of hoping Smoke's back in there. Smoke's good against lefties. Like, there's plenty of bats here for Toronto that, you know, I have interest in. Um, as far as the the Seattle side of things, is there anything kind of standing out to you for Seattle? They're just a little too expensive for me on DraftKings. On FanDuel, it's really cheap. Uh, Smith's 2,800, Crawford 29, Nola 25. Um, Narvez 24 so definitely more enticing on FanDuel DraftKings everyone's priced above 4k at least all the guys that I would want to play so um, probably not looking their way on DraftKings but FanDuel you could definitely get some value yeah I like this spot for Vogelbach um, when you're looking at the numbers for Trent Thornton he does give up home runs to lefties um, so definitely don't mind this spot for Vogelbach and like you said if you get any of these cheap guys like Malik Smith's always interesting because if he gets on he's gonna run so Gives you plenty of upside in that aspect. Kyle Seager's been crushing the ball. Um, I was just really quickly seeing uh, Jake Fraley is in the play, player pool. Uh, he's another guy that he's he's been really good um, in, in AAA, and he has Jack in the backup side. Like, he's a guy that will run, plus he has power. Be very interesting to see where they hit him if he's in the lineup. Um, I hope they bat him up towards the top of the lineup, but I think he hit seventh or eighth against Tampa in his debut, so – um, watch for him to be in the lineup. He's really cheap. Especially um, in this one. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here uh, for the weekend. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. All right, a lot of good options here. Uh, I'm tempted to go Velasquez, but I'll go with the rookie, Mitch Keller. I like the matchup at home. Cincinnati, not uh, that intimidating of a matchup. They do strike out at a pretty high rate against righties. Yeah, I'm going to take the free square. I'm going to take Velasquez um, against Miami. You know, just I know I'm going to play him, and I know he's going to be popular. I'm still going to play him. I don't care. Um, over 8K to score under 15. I feel like this one's harder than the under 8K one today. Yeah, I'm going to go. You know, there's a lot of uh, expensive arms and tough matchups. I'm going to go with Matt Boyd um, on the road. You know, maybe he hasn't been getting enough sleep, uh, you know, since he was on paternity leave, and he's just been giving up home runs a bunch. As we know, Minnesota, they hit a ton of home runs, so. I'll go Matt Boyd. All right. I'm going to take Paddock, and it's more of just a pitch count thing, and he's facing Boston. Like, I, I can see playing him today, but, like, when I'm looking at this range, like, it's really tough to click Paddock's name over Granky, Paxton, those guys in that range. So, um, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run. I will go – well, it talks about Boyd giving up home runs, so I'll go Mitch Garver. Oh, I like that. Catcher play. I like that. Um, I'm going to go Corey Dickerson. Uh, we talked about him. We talked about that team a little while ago. Um, I know this game's in Miami, but I, I really like C-Dick today. Um, I, he's a guy that I want to play. <laughs> um, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap guy today? Uh, I'm going to go to Toronto. A uh, number of guys that you could play there. Uh, I'll go with Teoscar Hernandez. Um, if he's in the lineup, if not, I'll go Gritchick. Never one of the cheap outfielders cracked the lineup. Um, I'm going to go with the $3,100 Matt Duffy against Ty Blatch today. Um, should hit towards the five or six spot uh, against Blatch. We know he's not going to really strike anybody out. So 
I think Duffy hopefully gets a couple, you know, maybe three at-bats against Blatch in that bullpen. So, um, really like Duffy at 31 today. Just kind of makes everything fit. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Uh, I'll piggyback off your Duffy call and go with the Rays. Um, really good spot for them in Baltimore. Going up against Ty Block. Struggles against batters from both sides. All right. I'm going to end the, the week on a very, very chalky call, and I don't care. I'm going to go with the Brewers. They're going to score more than 10 runs today. Not six, 10. <laughs> uh, I'm giving you guys a four-point cushion. So, um, any final thoughts before we get out of here, Derek? No, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, first time doing video on the morning grind. So, anybody watching out there, um, not sure why you're watching, but, hey, uh, why not? I, you know, a lot of people have messaged me and they said that they can listen during or or listen or watch on like a YouTube while they're, you know, at work where they're not able to like listen on their phones. So oh. it's helping those people out. I don't think they're necessarily watching. Like we're just chatting. Um, I don't know really what what's much to watch, but uh, which, which minor league baseball hat is Stevie wearing today? Like that that's that's the game of the drinking game in the morning grind. So. Yeah. Anyway, he is notorious. I am Stevie. Um, no NASCAR this weekend, so I can't even pump up the NASCAR package. Golf's wearing down, so can't really pump up golf. Like, we're just going to get out of here. We're going to enjoy our last couple weeks before football starts, and we're really crazy busy. So, hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contests, and we will see you then.